I made a reference to Bugs Bunny, and the reason for that was, you may recall, and I don't know how popular Bugs Bunny is with anybody these days, but our generation certainly grew up on it. Um, he would say, I'm going to take this to the highest court in the land. And then it would cut to Bugs Bunny trudging up a hill, gasping for air with sweat coming off of him, saying, I should have chosen a lower court. So I don't know that it gets higher as an authority, although I don't know necessarily if they have any authority, but a group of activists are taking Barry's new bylaw to the UN. DJ Larkin is the executive director of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition and joins me to talk about it now. It's nice to have you. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Let's start by setting the table here because... You know, this file is a fairly complicated one, but what's the issue of what's happening right now in Barrie? Right now in Barrie, City Council is looking at a proposal to change their bylaws in a manner that specifically targets people who are surviving and living in public spaces. And from the perspective of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition, this has implications for people who are at risk of fatal overdose as a result of the unregulated drug supply and also people's ability to generally survive when they are experiencing homelessness and for people to be able to provide outreach services and food and materials to them. Because what they've said is that they don't want people to give any money to homeless people at all. So, you know, cut them off and then make them go to social services. That is certainly what we have heard from City Council, and it is nothing new. That is a failed approach to social problems. The idea of sort of cattling people towards services does not work because not all services work for all people. There are not enough services for people. If there was enough housing, income, and healthcare supports, people would use them. You don't require a cattle prod approach to this. City Council could be funding the services that people need without taking punitive measures that stop people from providing outreach to people today. You and a group of people have decided to take this to the UN. Describe the mechanism by which you're doing that. Certainly. Uh, the United Nations has a number of special rapporteurs. Those are experts who look into human rights issues all across the world. Right now, the rapporteurs for extreme poverty and homelessness are requesting submissions around how legislation and laws in public spaces can criminalize and harm people who are living in poverty and homelessness. So we have provided a submission to them that does include Barry as a particularly egregious example of this type of legislation, but also includes bylaws and provincial laws from across the country that control public space criminalize people and can create fines and systems of punishment for people who are experiencing poverty and homelessness, and in particular, limits people's ability to access life-saving services, including overdose prevention sites, harm reduction services, treatment, and health care and housing. Why the UN, though? Perhaps it informs our conversation. I'm from Quebec originally, and back in the day when they were enacting legislation that Anglos objected to, there were people who went to the UN, there were people who actually appealed to the Queen. Um, but it, it just seems like a very high court. Certainly. And it's really important for the UN to hear from Canada for a few reasons. Number one, they can come back with recommendations specifically looking at Canada's legislation and saying this is a violation of international human rights standards and is questionable according to your own constitutional standards. We recommend you take a different path. It also provides a really important context to what is happening around the world. Canada is often seen as a human rights leader, and it's so important for the UN to see the ways in which Canada is not living up to those expectations so that we can see policy happen 
happening across the world in a more progressive, safe and healthy way. But why not start with like, you know, the Ontario Human Rights Commission or just go advocate before the Barry Council? A lot of people are advocating before the Barry Council, certainly, and they are very well positioned to do that. The Ontario Human Rights Commission was informed and was involved back in June when the uh, Barry City Council first considered this, as was the Canadian Human Rights Commission, and in particular, the Office of the Federal Housing Advocate. So there are there is engagement from all sectors around this bylaw and deep concern from all sort of parties engaged from that perspective. This particular policy kind of flies up my nose, but I've also talked to the mayor who explained, for example, that people who are precariously housed are being dumped in the city and that they just can't keep up. So that's why they have advocated for this policy. Are you sympathetic to sort of the overarching issue that there, you know, there is a significant homeless problem in the city and, you know, providing cash to people on the streets is exacerbating it? I think there's two parts to that. The second part being providing cash to people is exacerbating. It is not a thing that is proven in the evidence, and it simply isn't true. It is providing cash to a person who has desperate needs today and knows best how to use that cash to meet their needs. The question as to whether municipalities are facing a crunch in relation to housing, people being released from jails and prisons without a housing plan, lack of income supports, all of that is real. So the question is, where do we focus that anger? Do you punish people who are asking for change? Do you prohibit people from giving outreach and services and support, or do you get upset about the fact that we are criminalizing people and rolling them in and out of jails constantly for very minor poverty-related offenses? Do you get mad at the fact that the federal government stopped realistically investing in social housing, co-op housing, and affordable housing in the 90s, that income assistance has fallen woefully behind, and that drug policy has become so deeply dangerous that 20 people across Canada die a day from the unregulated supply? So yes, municipalities are feeling crunched. Yes, there are people who are being sent to a bus station in Barrie because they were incarcerated. The question is, who do you get mad at? Get mad at the fact that those people were imprisoned unnecessarily. Get mad at the fact that there isn't a housing plan upon their exit. Get mad that people don't have enough income supports and get mad that there is not enough care for people who require it and that the drugs are so toxic that people are at risk of dying right now. Okay, so if the UN comes up with some sort of a ruling, how does that apply? It applies in a number of ways. Number one, uh, they through the periodic review, they can come back to Canada and say, we want you to agree that you are going to implement this particular recommendation around housing, homelessness, income security, drug policy, whatever the case may be. That then allows people in communities to go to municipal, provincial, federal government and say, you've made a commitment to this. Here's how we work together to actually make that happen. Thank you very much. Appreciate this. Thanks for having me. That's uh, DJ Larkin, the executive director of the Canadian Drug Policy Coalition, and we'll definitely put this to the panelists at 8.45. I think it's uh, somewhat of a blunt instrument because, you know, maybe you could start with presenting before city council.